Fast, efficient, and affordable business-grade hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates, and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update services, website builds, email hosting, amongst other sensational products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today, or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us. Big ones, little ones, fiddly ones, powerful ones. The ones for the car or the truck, caravan, boat, mobility scooter, solar system. In fact, for any kind of battery, go straight to Battery Central Ipswich. They'll even help you when you know what you need to power but have no idea what'll do the job. Battery Central Ipswich, 280 Brisbane Street, West Ipswich, in the yellow building. Expert advice, better batteries, best prices every day. That's Battery Central Ipswich. Welcome to episode 781 of the Aussie Tech Heads. I'm Jason Oakley and this is Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. Bet they didn't think we were coming back again. Are you sure that's who we are? Because <laughs> it's been a while. I'm not sure who I am at any time. No, right. I had yes. um, surgery for four, count of four hernias. One surgery per hernia or did you get like a bulk discount? Two and two. It's one cut here where they fixed up two and one down under the belly button. They did another two down there. Nice. So I was out of commission for a while. I really wasn't up to sitting in front of a computer screen for a while. I sat at the head of my bed very carefully leaning back against it and just binge-watched Archer again on Netflix, which I've already seen three times a whole lot. But it's something funny and... As long as there's nothing too funny to make you laugh too hard yeah. and you stop. Ah. The worst thing was the sneezing, though. If you ever have to sneeze, you're oh, like, yeah. oh, son of a... Sneeze or cough, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, took it easy like... for a while. Yeah, no, it's uh, understandable. Yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> well, we did have a show planned last week, but somebody can't tell the time. Sorry about that. I'm not sure. It was like seven thirty. I said, "Hey, you want to do a show?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool." And then it was like ten o'clock. I'm like, "I, I don't, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> I just lost two hours, two and a half hours somewhere." So it's all that daylight saving stuff's confusing you. Oh, that's playing havoc with me at the moment because I'm trying to order stock from different places, and then you got the problem of like some of the suppliers are overseas. Like yep. one of one of our main suppliers is in China. But when Australia adopts daylight saving, their support centre switches to Australian daylight saving hours for Australian customers. Oh. So even though they're in – so you've got now <laughs> – but it, it, it only works – like, I'm not – it's so weird. It works from 9 to 5, but that's – China's time, like their nine to five, and our equivalent of whatever that is, like, yep. you know, four o'clock in the afternoon to midnight or something. 
But then when Australia goes to daylight saving, even though they're still working on China time at nine to five, they push everything forward an hour. So it, <laughs> <laughs> it moves the time here, even though it doesn't change their time there. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Confusing. So now it's like five o'clock in the afternoon before I can ring them or, you know, message them and get a reply back. So, yeah. like, it's a message a day. Like, I must send them a message during the day when I get to work replying from their answer that I got when I left work because <laughs> there's not enough crossover time to get a conversation oh, going on. So, that's been fun. You need but, to be on, like, galactic standard time like they had in <laughs> Men in Black. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. What is it, like 37-hour days? Yeah, something like that. You get uh, used to it or you go crazy. <laughs> I got my um, 364 magazine today. Oh, nice. The Last Ninja 2, that was a fantastic game. All the Last Ninja games were really good on the Commodore 64. Got some good articles and stuff. And I buy some hardware. Ta-da! The uh, headset. Quest. Oh, I was going to say, it was a scuba mask. <laughs> Looks like it. <laughs> MetaQuest Pro. Very, very cool. Yeah. Comes with I've a couple got... of controllers and a charging stand for all of that. And um, I've played all these games for out people like, oh, it only goes for like two hours from the battery. Well, you can plug it in like anything else. Yeah. When I was, when I was playing... Um, uh, poker Stars, Texas Hold'em Poker. Because you're sitting down the whole time, I just had the charge cable come up the side and plug into it, and I played it for like four mm. hours straight with no problems and then played a couple other games where you're just sitting down to play them and it was still plugged in and at the end of the day of playing, it was like eight or ten hours of playing stuff. The controllers were only down to about 70% battery and the headset was still on 85 could have kept going for hours longer yeah there was a guy i was watching and when he does a lot of the stand-up stuff for long periods of time he just has a one of those power hub power packs yeah just clips it onto his belt and has a cable run into that yeah it's not a problem yeah. works really well and yeah the well, it's funny because for years everyone's saying you've got to have foveator ready you've got to have foveator ready and for people who don't know that's where this headset has cameras that monitor your eyes. So it sharpens the image exactly where your eyes are looking. Even yep. if you look left, right, up, down, it matches that and puts the highest resolution right there. The outer edge is lower resolution because you don't notice them because you're not focused there anyway. Yeah. And you get very high quality image and... The rest doesn't matter, and the the image is really clear. You don't have God rays. You don't have screen door effect or anything. And people for years are like, I've got to have foveate. So they're like, okay, here's foveate rendering. Oh, no, it's a stupid headset. costs too much, and it only goes for three hours, so I'm not going to buy it. Well, you don't have to. You yeah. still use the Quest 2. That works fine. You still get a bit of God rays and screen door and lower resolution you don't have the foveated rendering which i love it's absolutely mind-blowing oh the other one i was doing was um fishing there's a game called bait and you get a fishing line you throw it out and because it's got haptics motors in the controllers when the fish gets on there the controller goes 
it feels like there's a fish pulling on the line and you're reeling it in and it goes out a bit further and you reel it in, it goes out a bit further. But I also did um, ultra rings where you fly ultralight aircraft around these different islands and stuff and they have um, fly through these um, hoops that appear in the screen. So you get right through the center through all of them and you get a gold medal at the end of it, you go on to the next part, you take off, fly, land, all this sort of stuff. There's uh, VR bowling, real, I think it's called um, premium bowling is the one I got. Actually feels like I'm doing real bowling and since I've got these hernia up, I don't want to be carrying around a 16 pound <laughs> bowling ball, which I absolutely loved bowling, but now, I bought the game once for like $27 and I can bowl anytime and you can change the different locations, invite your friends in if they've got a headset and you can go bowling together, all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, I'm really liking my MetaQuest Pro. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got the the, what is the Rift. Yep. And, um... Plus, it looks nice. I mean, look at that. The, the lenses are this thick. The front of it's got this really nice design. And um, the Quest 2 and Quest 3 just look like bulky mess to me. I don't know. Have they put a fan in them yet? They don't need to. So what they did, they made what they call the XR2 Plus chip. And the Plus just means that they've got a heat sink on there and they moved the um, chip aside a bit so there's more heat dissipation. Yeah. And so you did, they didn't need to have a fan. They can run it at like 30 40% faster CPU on the same chip that they could do on the Quest. It's exactly the same chip, but because they moved it away and have more heat dissipation, they can run at a higher speed. Mm. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, that's the thing with the old ones. Like you, you wear them and you can only wear them for half an hour and they just get so stupid hot. Yeah, well, that was my problem. I didn't have air conditioner. I've got it here now, but when I had the Rift, I didn't have air conditioning, so you're playing poke stars in the middle of the day in summer. I've got a fan going flat out of my face. It doesn't like, do anything not because helping. It's, no, it doesn't. it's not helping. No. I don't know why they couldn't do it. I don't really understand why they couldn't just put ducts and ductwork in it and, you know. Yeah. It's not like you can't mount a fan on the front. It's not going to affect the vision. No, that's right. <laughs> Put a fan on the front and just have it ducked around the sides or something. like you know. Yeah, on those ones. These ones it would have been because you've got the cameras on the front that let you have pass-through. So right. when I was doing poker stars, I'm sitting down in my bedroom here and I enable pass-through. It draws the table in my room and the people's seats around in their avatars. So it looks like you're actually playing poker with people in your bedroom. <laughs> That's AR. Nice. Yeah, yeah really cool. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't get confusing at all. No. <laughs> it's funny because there's a guy there and his dog kept on coming in. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? Oh, you <laughs> stupid dog. Off you go. Go off. The dog comes back. What do you want, dog? <laughs> oh, dear. But you can That's see him through about... the pass-through so you can tell the when the dog's about... doing something. Good thing about AR, I suppose, as opposed to not is at least you can keep an eye on your surroundings that's right yeah and this this doesn't have um full coverage for blocking out light and stuff there's nothing at the bottom there you can get a full face one if you want to pay an extra 50 dollars us an extra 
$50 US to block out that little bit down there. It's, it's got these water. side blinkers. They're rubber and they've got strong magnets in them and they just drop in like that and that blocks out probably 80% of stuff and you don't even notice anything down here. But the thing that I like about that is when I had the rift and I get a text message or something, I have to lift the rift up and try and yeah. peer underneath it to see what a text is. But with these ones, I can just put the phone down here, answer a text, no problem. Plus you can well, I guess set it up. With pass-through anyway, you could technically just look straight through it as well. It's not that clear, really. Ah, <laughs> You'd okay. need very big lettering, big font yeah. to be able to read it on pass-through because it's still only up nearly 720p, but not really. Ah, okay. Between 480 and 720, so it's a bit blurry to read text messages through the pass-through. But you can get, uh, you can enable it in the headset to connect to your phone so that mm. when text messages or Facebook messages come through, they can appear up the top yep. of the screen. So you know someone's talking to you, and then you can just put it down here, type in an answer, and put the phone back down. I think it's with that that headset you can get. Um, actually, not, you could get it with a Quest too. You can get um, scripted lenses. Yeah. For them, so. Well, I didn't need to for this. I had scripted lenses for the Rift that you've got, but these my glasses fit in here, so I can leave my glasses on. Oh, okay. And there's enough gap in there to fit them in without scratching it or anything. Whereas the other one, it was so close up to your face, it's pushing yeah. against it, and you can't fit glasses in there. Yeah. But this one, yeah, yeah I never no understood that. Like, I don't, I never understood why it had to be right up. I guess it's a focal thing. Yeah. But I never understood why it had to be right against your face. Like, just give it a couple inches. Yeah, yeah. That's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not more than once, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, man, get some water. I don't know if you've got the water down where you are, but down south, there's just water everywhere. Everyone's yeah. – and it's slow water. Like, it's flooding over the next four weeks. Still going through like, Lismore again? Um, no, Lismore missed a lot of – well, some of it copped it, but most of it missed it. But down um, – down heading down through Echuca and ben, – and, um, Bendigo and Swan Hill and and all those places through there, they're all copying it right now. Oh, right. The water's starting to come up. They reckon it's going to peak around now-ish. Yep. But it's going to take about four weeks to go back down. Like it's just because it's so flat and open through there, it's just so slow-moving water. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, it's come up over the last two weeks. It's yep. going to take four weeks to go down. <laughs> So, we haven't had hardly any rain or anything around here. The waters came up a bit in the river, but it went back down again pretty quickly. And we've had hardly any problems. We've had a lot of water here. Yeah. Not as much as some places, but uh, certainly more than, I think we've already had our average summer rainfall or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Didn't summer just start? Mm. So, yes. But, yeah, no, it's been, the last few weeks has been... Time management. Yeah. Poor. <laughs> yeah. Too much so, stuff going on every week. Yeah. Should we do some news then? Let's try that. Alrighty. <clears throat> Online clown storage platform Dropbox has revealed it suffered a data breach that saw hackers access internal code. 
in late September, GitHub accounts had been stolen by fake CircleCL employees, and now it seems that Dropbox also fell prey to the same attack. In a blog post, Dropbox said GitHub drew its attention towards suspicious activities in its account in mid-October. After a more thorough investigation, Dropbox found that a threat actor pretending to be from CircleCL was the one accessing one of its GitHub accounts. While any perimeter breach is a potential disaster, Dropbox's announcement gives the impression that this was no more than a minor incident. At no point did this threat actor have access to the contents of anyone's Dropbox account, their password or payment information. However, whoever was behind the attack managed to access some company code that contained API keys used by Dropbox developers. They also accessed identity data, including a few thousand names and email addresses belonging to Dropbox employees, current and past customers, sales leads and vendors out of a database of more than 700 million registered users. While we believe any risk to them is minimal, we have notified those affected, the company concluded. To prevent similar incidents from happening again, Dropbox says it will be accelerating its adoption of WebAuthn, an open standard that allows web servers to register and authenticate users using asymmetric cryptography instead of a password. For Dropbox, WebAuthn is currently the gold standard in multi-factor authentication. Everybody's getting hacked these days, Mr. Uh, T. What's going on? It's not even they're getting hacked. It's a... I keep saying it. The reason that everybody, so all these companies are implementing two FA and all these web standards and everything that are making it more secure. Therefore, more people are being lazy because they're not responsible for their own data, yep. and therefore they're not putting as much effort into securing the data as they should be, and therefore more data is getting stolen. So, the problem isn't lack of security. The problem is lack of people. Um, you know, putting effort into securing their data because they think it's already secure because they've been given false hope. Yeah. You know. And it's not uh, like you can't example. clone a, a phone SIM and get multi-factor authentication on your phone. Yeah, I mean, there's literally YouTube videos to show you how to do it. <laughs> like um, in Queensland today, they've um, the Palaszczuk government they're safeguarding Queensland driver's licenses, safeguarding, <laughs> with the introduction of a new two-factor verification system. The two-factor right. system was scheduled to be introduced in 2023, but it's been expedited for the recent Optus data breach. So the verification takes place through the document verification service. Um, anyone who's applied for a bank account, home uh, phone plan, knows the process of providing your license number to verify your identity. Now, I need to provide a unique card number found on your driver's license as a second step to the verification. Similar to the CCSV found on the back of your credit card because they never get stolen Um, and makes it more secure. So, but just to go one step further to make it even just a little bit more secure than a CCSV, they didn't actually put on the back of the card. They decided to make it more secure. They put it on the front of the card next to your driver's license number. Oh, super secure. <laughs> They'll never find it there. <laughs> We've beaten them. <laughs> all, these, all these licenses that companies photocopy for proof of identification won't yep, have your yep. verification number on it with, with your license number. No. <laughs> like, nothing about this makes sense. No. From end it's, to end, the entire thing is flawed, yet they think it's a fantastic idea. We want to thank TMR staff for their hard work and customers who have been overwhelmingly patient. 
you know, unlike driver's license number, the card number will change every time you get a new driver's license card. Well, why don't you just change the driver's license number? Yeah. What's what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't know. I'll tell you what. I highly recommend what I did. I read online. Get a, a join a website called Credit Savvy. Yeah, which is run like by years. Commonwealth Bank. Download the app and you can click on uh, secure my account and it uh, sends a notification to Xperia and other credit companies to lock your credit. And it does it for 21 days each time and then it notifies you your uh, ban is, being, is expiring in two or three days or whatever. Click here to re-ban and you can just keep doing that indefinitely. I think my current one's going for two or three months. But after my data being released in the Optus hack, possibly, and also now definitely in the Medibank private hack and all the other hacks that have been going on or, quote, hacks, unquote, yeah, with people leaving publicly uh, servers on the public internet insecurely sitting there for people to just scan and find and download the data from then uh, you need something like that. So what that does is if anyone applies for a new line of credit, credit card, home loan, car loan, whatever, with your details, it will contact them and they'll say, hey, this account's been banned for credit, new credit stuff. We'll contact the owner via the methods that we've already got on record and say, hey, do you want this? And you'll say, no, that's not me applying for the line of credit. So they'll say, Sorry, your hacksaw or stolen the ID data, so you can't do it. Well, yeah, I've used Credit Savvy for years because it was um, where I first discovered my credit score because they, they keep your credit score. Yeah, it was um, good because before you have to send an email or a letter through the post saying, please tell me what my credit score is, and now you just load up the app and it tells you instantly. And even more than that, every time you used to apply to get your credit score, it used to affect your credit rating. Yeah. Because it was a hit against your credit rating. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so it doesn't now, but yeah. And it keeps a historical graph so you can see where your score's going up and down over the months and years and stuff, which is handy to know. And what affected it, you can open up and say, you applied for credit on this day and Commonwealth Bank contacted us about this on this date and you got a line of credit so you can buy a new car or something on this day and it's all listed there. Unfortunately, it only goes back two years. Ah. But uh, my credit score's just done nothing but go up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I don't know how. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good website just for tracking that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, as I said, I do that stuff with uh, the... Um, they can do yeah. They can, they can do three things. You can change your identity information. You can go in here and it tells you where to do that and how to go about it. Um, free monitoring your credit file, as you said, so that you know it automatic. Even if you don't have your ban on there, it will still activate the the, the monitoring so that uh, it's refreshed monthly. If they notice something weird, you know they'll pick it up. Yep. And then you can extend the ban. Um, they've actually got it in place now. You can extend it for twelve months. Nice. And yeah, it's it free. Used, it used to be 21 days, but they've bumped it up for 12 months now. Yeah. Thank you, Medibank and Optus. So, yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, I don't 
have a cancer with either of them, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, oh, and the, the good thing is, anytime you do want to apply for a line of credit, you just go in the app and turn off the ban. It sends it out to Experian and everyone saying this dude wants to get line of credit, so take the ban off. Go do your application, gets approved, reban it. No problems, control it yeah. all yourself. Yep. Oh, I mean, and that, the only, yeah, well, I, mean, I can do that with my bank anyway. I can do the same thing through my bank app as well. A lot of bank apps have that, yep. uh, applic- that uh, feature built in as well. But yeah, I mean, all this is happening just because, like, even zero now, which is the, the point of sales software we use at work, um, it's quite literally unusable at this point. Yeah. There's so much security tripping over itself that the app is actually unusable you, you, you can't use the app the, the web the web page one is still painful but functional yep. the app is literally broken to the point it's unusable like it just doesn't work God. you know and it's not like you're not paying you know 75 dollars a month or something for the privilege of having the software yeah <laughs> it's garbage and it's getting worse every update is just worse than the update before it are they just like a, a default company now and then they're just like, well, who are you going to go to? There's zero yeah, or nobody. That's pretty much it. I mean, you've got like Quicken Online or something and MYOB Online, but zero really because most of, if it wasn't for the accountants, I wouldn't use it. Yep. The accountants like it because they have remote login access to it and they can just push through and grab all the information they need so it's quick and easy for them. Um, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be using it because it's garbage, absolute garbage program. Um, it's designed poorly. It's rollout is horrible. It's implementation is bad. It's GUI is unusable. And they keep changing uh, shit. They keep changing, yeah. And nothing about it is is user friendly. But everybody's using. It. <laughs> what can you do? You know, I, as I said, I'd I'd much prefer to not use it, but. It, yep it would cost me more for my accountants to do it manually with a different program than I paid the cost me to use for zero, including paying for zero. So Stuck it's still a cheaper thing. option, even though it's, it's it's super painful. Like the last update they rolled out, um, you now can't have two customers with the same name. <laughs> it won't let you do it. There's no possible way that two people in, in the world would have the same name. So it's clearly not a problem. There's not that many John Smiths out there. Yeah, so, well, actually, yeah, it's worse than that. I have a family. I can't think of their, their surname off the top of my head. But, um, like, the father and the two sons and the mother and the – well, the, no, was it the father and the son and the – Holy Ghost. Cousin, I think. Oh. And the mother and the daughter and, like, their other cousin all have the same name. <laughs> like, the, the three girls and the three boys have the same name. So <laughs> – I instead of, and they all regularly come in and buy batteries. So I used to just have them under two different names, but now I've got to literally have like put their middle name in or something to distinguish these different names because it won't let me have the the things with the same name. We handily and, merged that for you. And, well, they did. That was the problem when they implemented this without telling anybody. They merged all the accounts that had the same name, and the only email that they kept and the only contact number they kept was the first name on the list. So all the other all the other accounts with the same name that had their own details Deleted. disappeared, <laughs> and all the invoices got merged together. Freaking hell! So you've got no way of knowing who actually bought what, and no way of contacting other people other than the first person who appeared on the list anyway. Yeah. 
And if they like had this big fight and John Smith wasn't talking to John Smith too, or they had separate companies, well, they are they're separate people. Like you can, you know, three or four people, separate customers, and they all have their own phone number. They all have their own email address, and they yeah. all purchase different products. Yeah. Well, now they've all got the same phone number and the same email address, and they've all bought. They've only one guy's bought five different products. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so stupid. Crazy. Internet uh, Australian internet providers have three months to add typical busy period upload speed information for fixed line broadband services to their websites. The ACCC has said that upload claims will need to appear prominently, at least on retail providers' websites, but not in all forms of marketing material. This was a concession to the industry which had nearly universally opposed publishing upload speed data due to concerns mostly about cost, utility and need. ACCC said that most retail providers moderated their initial concerns about cost through additional consultation. The Commission, however, made some key concessions, limiting where upload speeds have to be mentioned in marketing and also to allow speeds on fixed-line networks to be estimated if measuring them more accurately would be too complex or expensive. The standard estimate will appear as a speed claim that is 15% below the maximum upload speed in the product description. For example, for a retail product with maximum download upload speeds of 50-20 Mbps and 15% reduction on the 20 Mbps upload speed would be 17, the ACCC said. A 15% reduction is a conservative estimate based on the fixed line technology with the lowest upload speeds, fibre to the node. Retail providers will also need to disclose typical busy period upload speeds for fixed wireless services or will no longer will have no longer to do so six months. So Right. So we're getting back into the whole Optus speed scandal from two thousand and ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This time they have to tell you what the upload speed expected should be. Doesn't say what it definitely is. It's estimate, and even at fifteen percent below, it's still an estimate, right? So that was peak speed, yeah. Yeah. Not average speed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who's peak? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> User peak, traffic flow peak, you know. Transmission peak, like who's peak? Yeah, mm, that can't possibly go wrong. No, <laughs> and they're still railing against it. So, and at the same time, I didn't really read the story, but at the same time, uh, Starlink's putting um, one terabyte a month caps before they start slowing you down now. Ah, and that's between like seven a.m. and eleven p.m. or something. Yep, so the day cap they call it because 11 p.m. is well, I guess if you're in Alaska, it's day, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's always day, but uh, so yeah, they they wind the clock back, but I, I get it for satellite, like you do need some cap on satellite because the your physical limitations on hardware, yep. yeah, but uh, um. Some of our people out there like Linux stories. So here's a yeah. little tidbit. An ugly hack within the Linux kernel that's been a mainline for over three years has been called out. Rods Phoenix, Phoenix's, uh, rather due to a buggy X, uh, wow, due to a buggy X.org server, XF86 video mode setting DDX, the Linux kernel has been in, 
imposing different behaviors on whether a process starts with X and in turn disable the atomic mode setting support. Linux security researcher and WireGuard creator Jim Donhield discovered the ugly code with the kernel and commented it on the kernel mailing list. Uh, the commit to this kernel with the X first character check was made back in September 2019. The good news is that since then, the user space back in 2019, the x86 video mode setting code went ahead and disabled atomic support by default. So technically, it's running an, up, an updated xorg stack within the past three years. This kernel hack isn't necessarily necessary anymore since the user space uh, is just an avoided the atomic API. Yep. Um, so the atomic means basically the ability um, to update a value and not have any other observers able to see yeah. um, see in the middle of changing the value. So basically, um, think of it as like putting dominoes out on the table and someone else's job was to read the number you're giving them by adding up everything that's visible. And then uh, you're removing or laying, uh, laying down new dominoes to make the next number. The person incorrectly assumed it was um, time to take the count even though you're not done making it yet and the updates if the updates are atomic then the viewer would be able to um, would be able to un- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I can't even I can't That's think your and, bedtime, Sam. Oh, it, it's so much is <laughs> <laughs> um, yes yeah, if, if the, the, the updates are atomic the viewer would be able to unable would be the viewer I, <laughs> it's, I can't say unable it's not the big <laughs> word the viewer would be unable to see you in the middle of changing and would instead see the original set of blocks at right. some point. So basically, yeah, locking them so they don't see the processes as they're own. They can only see when the process starts and the process finishes. They can't see what's going on in, in the middle. Um, so basically, yeah. It, it, <laughs> so by having an X, so basically X is the equivalent of Windows or... or Mac OS, like it's effectively the the driving force Windows behind the operating system. system. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 the I guess the graphical interface. I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, ironically, that the as much as Linux has changed and evolved over the last, really in the last five years, but in the last twenty years, I guess probably even more. Really, since well, no, X would be ancient. <sighs> Well, I'm I'm aware of X going back to early '90s, so yep. it's at least that old. It's probably older than that, but that's how old I'm aware of it. They keep hacking new features in and there. X itself hasn't really changed. The Linux on both on on both ends of the X have changed, but yeah, you know, you just get a new yeah. desktop manager on top of it. Yeah, it hasn't really changed. But the irony was this one of these hacks that that did it basically streamlined the they streamlined the loading and unloading of X and it kind of went unnoticed and nobody really noticed it was doing it even though it was making X faster. And at some point in the last couple of years, it's actually inadvertently been written into the code, effectively hard written into the code. So it didn't matter. So it didn't matter anyway. (laughs) And so now there's a hack sitting there that's not actually doing anything because it's actually part of the mainstream code now. We should probably get rid of that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, 
It's Linux. Uh, in all honesty, most of it started off as a whatever now is a fundamental uh, in place program. We generally started off as a hacker or workaround anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, realistically, Linux is not much more than one giant hack anyway. Yeah. So. Microsoft is releasing Direct Storage 1.1 this week, and the biggest new addition is GPU decompression for Windows PC games. GPU decompression is the next natural step in an industry-wide effort to improve game load times on modern PCs. Microsoft originally launched Direct Storage earlier this year, but developers have been calling out for GPU decompression support, and now it arrives with Direct Storage 1.1 this week. GPU decompression works by offloading the work needed to decompress assets in games to the graphics cards instead of the CPU. Right now, the game assets are typically compressed when they are packaged up for distribution and then decompressed once the game is played. The problem is most compression techniques are designed for CPUs, which aren't great for modern games that want to push for faster decompression rates with the latest PC hardware. Typically, decompression work is done on the CPU because compression formats have historically been optimized for CPUs only, explains Cassie Hof, a senior program manager at Microsoft. We're offering an alternative method in Direct Storage 1.1 by moving the decompression of those assets to the GPU instead, known as GPU decompression. We've seen the industry move to PCIe Gen 3 or Gen 4 NVMe storage devices in recent years, offering 7 gigs gigabits per second of data bandwidth. This fast storage is great news for game developers wanting to speed up load times and the advances in I.O. technology can dramatically speed up load times in games using Direct Storage 1.1. Developers will now need to tweak their games to make use of Direct Storage 1.1 and the improvements could even see big changes inside games where you would move from one world to another and or teleport between different parts of a map or world. Microsoft claims this can be as much as three times faster, freeing up the CPU to handle other game processes. NVIDIA has implemented its own RTX I.O. in the current game-ready driver that takes advantage of Direct Storage 1.1. AMD is working with its software vendors to finalize its drivers, and Intel's latest Arc graphics driver includes its own optimizations for Direct Storage 1.1. All we need now is game support. Direct Storage has always promised blazingly fast load times that we're seeing on Xbox Series X consoles, but haven't seen many PC games adopt this technology yet. Perhaps GPU decompression will push game developers to really take advantage of Direct Storage. Forspoken was supposed to be the first big game with Direct Storage support, but the title got delayed to January 2023. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about that the other night, even with something as, you know, supposedly simple as Minecraft. Like, yep. there's multiple minute load time differences. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from a spinning disk to a, to an SSD to an M2. Like, yep. um, I think we, I, load, I think I was nearly 10 odd minutes initial loading on my spinning disk, and then it was, well, I can't remember what it was, four and a half minutes or something on my M2. Yeah. Like, you know. I was asking on the MC Eternal, it's the mod pack we're running on their yeah. Discord, and they were saying most people on average see 15 minutes to load up that mod pack. Really? Yep. I, I don't think I could wait 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm not that patient. Mine's nine, that's bad enough, but I read yeah, through Reddit so and Discord where I'm going. I don't, I don't really, I mean... 
uh, mine's not my system's not anything stupid it's not a thread ripper or anything it's just a high-end amd but yeah yeah mine loads in half the time yours does and they're both loading off m2s yeah um maybe linux is just written better for it well it's a java program so <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> think it would matter i mean an example of that is um gta 5 um, it almost seems like it has um, load time commands into the loading of it because it doesn't seem to matter whether I load it off my spinning disk or off my M2 um, or even off my previous computer, but it wasn't as fast as this one. It really doesn't load that much different. There's only a few seconds difference. Yeah. So it's almost like it it's given a time frame to load in. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. See what direct storage does. I don't know. I don't think it'd be backwards compatible, though. The game still has to be optimized for it. Yeah. They can you know, and, be able to program that into the next Java Minecraft or something. Yeah, I mean, something that you could rewrite easily enough, like Minecraft, you could do it. But a lot of these games that are already established, I can't see them no. doing anything. No. They're already done. Yeah. Which Unless is, it's still in active development and sending out patches and they could send out a direct storage patch. I guess it depends if the code's simply able to be a patch like that. Yeah. Or if it's half a half a game rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> so. But um, you know who won't be able to, to uh, rewrite their code? Is uh, Meta. Meta. Mm, I met her the off. other day. <laughs> Meta, I hardly knew her. Um, they've just put off 11,000 staff. Whoa, just before um, Christmas. Good timing, Meta. You're awesome. About 13% of its current worldwide headcount. Yikes. Uh, the company reported its Q3 earnings with revenues down $4 billion, uh, to twenty. They only made $27 billion in profit. Uh, damn. Yeah. Not that, uh, only that little amount, huh? Yeah. Um... Layoffs in the tech sector have been happening in the past few months. Layoffs since of this scale is a sign of how tough things are looking, even for the most valuable companies. <clears throat> uh, Meta has, up until now, Meta has conducted target hiring freezes, but not announced layoffs. But today now, it's their first layoff they've had. Um, they're also taking a number of additional steps to become a leaner and more efficient company by cutting discretionary spending and extending our hiring freeze through Q1. Ah. So, so Meta got um, rid of 11,000 people before Christmas. Twitter got rid of like a third of their that the people safe. just before Christmas. Um, in, 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 um, Fantastic, guys. Uh, in his defense, in Elon's defense, half of those people left of their own accord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot aren't coming back, even though he's now said, can, can lots of you guys please come back? We made a mistake. Like, nope. So, it's, um, yeah, so it's been an interesting. I mean, they're right, though. When you say, uh, you know, um, a company that large is putting staff off, you know that there's something going on in the economy. Yeah. I don't think either of us use Twitter that much anymore either, anyway, do we? I I pop on every now and then, flick through, and I'm going, 
15 minutes just scrolling through and I see the same 50 posts over and over and over again without refreshing or clicking on anything. And it I doesn't go Facebook. back to the top. It's still scrolling through, but it just yeah. repeats the same tweets over and over. And I'm like, well, I, I get that in Facebook thing. all the time. Yeah. Every third post, you get the same post you just saw. Yeah. Um, no, look, I think Twitter, it has its place, especially for, um, which I guess is what it was actually originally designed for, business to consumer. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what it's sort of designed for. And if you think about it, TikTok really is the video version of Twitter. That's what Twitter actually could have been had they have thought about it. Yeah, they had it with Vine and now Elon says he would like to get Vine back. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's definitely some merit to what he wants to do. I'm not uh, paying $8 a month, though. That's only for verification. Yeah. You know, And once again, given that it's technically, you know, looking at it from a business standpoint, then... Eight dollars a month to be verified as a business is actually not a bad, not a bad deal. You the know, problem is though, anybody can. I could create an account on there and call myself Nvidia Incorporated, pay eight dollars to get verified, and then put out all this stuff. There's people doing that currently. Some guy registered his name like Nintendo Incorporated US, and he's paying eight dollars a month. And he's like, "Hey, check out this new thing coming out from Nintendo next month. We can't wait for you guys to be a part of it." He's He's not anything to do with Nintendo, but he's verified, so people think he's an official account. Yeah, look, obviously they've got to change that up a bit. Um, but that's no different than, I mean, how many times have you seen Facebook verified Facebook profiles or verified YouTube accounts that are just trash? Yeah. Like, or even know. unverified stuff. We're giving away a caravan this weekend. Oh. Share this with 100 friends the, and you'll go into the competition. I'm like, I use Telegram... Sick. Um, for a lot of stuff because I have a lot of friends who use it. So I actually have a decent network on Telegram. But the amount of times I see Telegram links on YouTube posts saying, hey, congratulations, you know, you've just won, you know, message us on our Telegram. But, so I just decided to follow one one day just because I was curious to see where it went. For the lols. And it just takes you to the Telegram page, which for all intents and purposes, looks like an SMS thread. Yep. Um, I'm like, okay, so what's their end goal here? Like, are they going to try and hack my system? Are they going to try and install a spy? No. They just said, oh, I'll just send us your details so we can send you a thing. So it it's literally just relying on the stupidity of people to give them their details. Yeah, social engineering. You know, there's no... <laughs> There's no, there's no nefarious websites. There's no, you know, there's nothing that you actually got. If you click on the link, it's not the end of the world. Nothing's actually going to happen. Yeah. The only thing that happens is once you give them the details. Yeah. So the White House should be getting a free Tesla soon. Hooray. According to the details I just entered. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Biden, hey? No, let's see. Let's see how um how their anti-spam filters work. Newsflash, thanks for the donation for the new Tesla for the White House. President Biden's driving it around right now. And Will's like, son of a bitch, I thought that was a scam. Yeah, typical. The one, the one I, the only one I ever tried. It's not a scam. So, 
But uh, yeah, no, it's definitely um, yeah. I think and and this and once again, this comes back to the oh, I've got two FAs, so therefore I'm safe. Yeah, they can't possibly hack me. You know, um, and if you think about it, you go back to the um, back of pre-internet and and email days. Was it? I'm trying to remember what it was. Used to get mail and it was like um, golden. I won't say golden casket, but that's actually the legit one. But they used to get those uh, like hard paper, env- like almost like an envelope. You'd open them up and they had a congratulations, you've won. Just send us twenty five dollars and all your details to this address. And yeah, I can't remember who that was now. It's been that long since. I've- but it's <laughs> it's the modern version of that. Like you're still going to get people. Just used to do something like that. Yeah, at least they were legit. Yeah. No, it was a. I want to say it was like a red, red envelope with like gold edging and gold lettering on it. It was like national did lottos it come or from something. Willy Wonka? <laughs> it was like national lottos or something. It was. Yeah. Yeah, but it was all official. Like you had to break the seal, and you know. <laughs> but Poor um, seal, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> broken seals. Nothing was ever <laughs> broken seals. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's a modern version of that. Like nothing has changed. I mean, there's a change the way. Uh, and <laughs> so obviously, I don't know how many people know, but Weird Al's the new movie's out. Yes, it's awesome. I loved it. I'm gonna watch it on the weekend. Um, and what did uh, Weird Al say? If you can't get it in your country, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I well, about there's that. a torrent of places you could probably download it. Yeah. Or if not, use a VPN, which stands for very probably no. <laughs> Did you see his trick, though? You know how Elon was going on about parody accounts. So yeah. um, Weird Al said, I can't believe it. They banned Daniel Radcliffe from Twitter for doing a parody of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then all these people contacted Weird Al said, Did they really ban him? Oh, my God, that's terrible. It's <laughs> like, do you people understand Parody, and parody comedy. They're probably the same people who think that the that weeds a biography. Yeah, but <laughs> here's the irony. If, and actually, there's a couple of really good interviews on how they explain the concept of the movie. But there is actually a lot of truth to that movie. Yep. And some of the things that are true are actually things that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like, like you go, okay, this movie is clearly a parody because there's no way that could be true. And the funny thing is that actually is true. And you're like, huh? So. <laughs> What else is true? <laughs> I like his, then, his ending song over the credits is basically, well, you saw it on TV, so it has to be true. Yeah. You know, it's got to be true. Well, I mean, and so many people have watched it and not realised that Weird Al's in the first scene of the movie. <laughs> like, they don't real, they don't recognise it's him. So, you know, and there's a heap of there's a heap of cameos in it. Ah, oh, so many it's loaded with cameos. I haven't. I've watched a few tra- a few. Snippets Pat Nelswalt was hilarious as yeah. this drunken loud guy. <laughs> and they're saying, saying that um, the the guy who played um, uh, Pee Wee Herman, yeah, they're like legit. This guy's been practicing his entire life just in case Weird Al rang him up one day and goes, "Hey, can you practice? Can you do <laughs> Pee Wee Herman for us?" Because like <laughs> it's the best impersonation anyone's ever seen. And Jack Black's in there. Yeah. And uh, the guy know. from Queen, he calls himself, you know, 
I played the bass in Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, I, I'll give you an example. Like, there's a everybody knows about the uh, the thing with the you know the Russian mafia. Yeah. But one of the things that is true that actually I didn't know. I, I knew just about all the other ones, but this one I, I found interesting. He only started playing accordion because in his hometown, uh, accordion door to door salesman came around. And wow. he bought one because he was bored and thought, hey, that sounds like a good idea. And that's what like, he does in the movie. Uh, yeah. Like, that's actually <laughs> a thing that actually happened. Like, legit, a door-to-door accordion salesman. Like, <laughs> I, I don't see many of them around my town. How about They're not you? a very common thing. <laughs> but, you know, I thought, okay, I knew about the recording his first album where he did and there's a lot of stuff in the movie I was, I was aware of but I didn't know about that one I'm like okay that's that's not not the first thing when you hear oh I bought something from a door-to-door salesman accordion is not the first thing that comes no. to mind <laughs> vacuum cleaner maybe yeah, encyclopedias yeah you know, but <laughs> maybe that needs to come back maybe there needs to be an influx of accordion door-to-door salesmen I thought you were going to say encyclopedia for all well, the lack of intelligence we see around the world these days. What is that? I don't think half the people <laughs> even know how to use an encyclopedia these days. They probably couldn't spell it. Well, you don't need to spell it to use it, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you used it. It, it props up the corner of my table where <laughs> it was a bit wobbly. You could always use your dictionary to look up how to spell encyclopedia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you need <laughs> another word for it, get your thithereth. Thithereth? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a dinosaur that's got a sore thumb? I think so. <laughs> well, it's um, about it for me. Have you got any more stories? I was going to say quickly, um, Prime Minister of Greece has announced that they're going to ban the sale of spyware after his government was accused in the news report of targeting dozens of prominent politicians, journalists and businessmen for surveillance. The judicial authorities began an investigation. Um so the Greek government said the right wiretap was legal but never specified the reason for it and they said it was done without the without their knowledge. The government well that's usually they usually are. The government has <laughs> assisted that it does not know or use the use the predator spyware and has insisted that simultaneous targeting of wiretap and predator was a coincidence. So the Prime Minister went, No, fine, screw it. It's banned now. Now what are you gonna do? Buy it from another country <laughs> where it's not banned. Well that's that's what I don't understand. They haven't banned the use of it, yeah. or they haven't banned the purchasing of it. No. They've just banned the sale of it. So anybody <laughs> in their country who is making spyware and selling it can't do it anymore. But well, to are they? Are they just saying only the people in the country can't buy the spyware from other people in their country? Or can the guys that. who they're make spyware that, can sell yeah. it outside the country, but not in? No, the ban the, the the ban of sale of spyware is banned in okay. Greece. So you you can no doesn't matter who makes it anywhere in the world. You can't purchase it if you live in Greece. Uh. <laughs> but it's like it, it it it's like well, but hang on. Um, there's plenty of free stuff that I don't have to buy. Yeah. <laughs> or they could give it to their friend Will or, who buy it and send it to them. Yeah, I don't have to buy it to have it. And that's the thing. It's not illegal to have no. or to use. It's yeah. only illegal to buy. I, I only <laughs> smoke once, but I didn't inhale. 
Yeah. It's, right. it's like, um, okay, <laughs> let's let's go with that then, shall we? <laughs> Good luck with it. Yeah, well, it I was going to say that the technical transcript for it is, we will make forbidden all illegal malicious softwares which can be sold in Greece. There you go. Which, Problem solved. It's like, you know what I just saw a news article they were saying in, I don't know, I think what country it was, said that Cloudflare's 1.1.1.1 DNS provider service has to ban three torrent sites by law. So huh? that'll that'll stop all torrents, right, if you ban all three. Because there hasn't been a single copycat site from um, Pirate Bay. There's, there's no possible way you can access that any other way. They listed the Bible. three sites that must be banned by Cloudflare because those three were banned for every other ISP in their country. It's like, okay, well, because that's the job of that's the job of Cloudflare to monitor IS, to monitor uh, yeah torrent websites. What about Google's 8.8.8.8? They didn't say anything about that. Or maybe there's another torrent site in existence you, somewhere if, in the world besides if, those three. If you search for torrents on Google, you'll never find one. Right. <laughs> search for mirrors, you'll find plenty of them. <laughs> I don't want to buy a mirror, though. I want to get a I tell you what, when mirrors come out, that was very confusing. Yeah. Because uh, mirror, because I screwed up. See, again, using the wrong terminology for the wrong product because a mirror of a site is a copy of a site, a duplicate copy on a different host. But a torrent mirror is completely different. It's in a completely different way of getting a different file. It's not even the same torrent file that you're originally trying to get. (laughs) It's nothing. It's not a, (laughs) it's nothing to do. It's like the same physical file. Like it ends up being the same movie or program or whatever, but it's not the same if you click on the torrent file next to them next to it you don't get that file yeah. it's a different file because you get it's an entirely different search list it uses it's like huh who decided that was a good name for things <laughs> oh dear thanks for listening to the aussie tech head show we can be found at facebook twitter and youtube email us will or warlock at aussietechheads.com.au and we'll see you next time whenever that may be bye, <laughs> bye.